on BYU Sports Nation. Will the void left last season by Tyler Algier be overshadowed by the potential one left by Jaron Hall next year? And what's the top priority on the fix-it list for men's basketball? My only one that when you say fix it, I think is fix it Felix. I think a home improvement. Okay, all right. Little Al and uh, Tim. Tim Allen, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. It is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today is Wednesday, November 16th, a.k.a. It's a Hoops game day. My name is Jason Shepard, teamed up with Dave McCann. Got a, got a basketball game tonight. There is football so this much weekend, but it's hoops tonight. It's like the greatest week of all the weeks on BYU TV because everything is on BYU TV. We had a great show today. Coming up, Spencer Linton's going to go one-on-one -on -one with senior defensive lineman Lorenzo Fauatea playing his last home game on Saturday on BYU TV. Freshman Ali Fryer going to join us from North Carolina. Preview BYU's women's soccer match, second round of the NCAA tournament against Stanford. So these two West Coast teams going all the way to the all East Coast. All the way Coast to North Carolina. To sort things out. And does it matter where BYU goes bowling? If they win Saturday, they are going to the postseason. Does it matter where? First, here are today's headlines. We mentioned it, men's basketball hosting Missouri State tonight at the Marriott Center. Cougars are 1-1 one and one coming off the loss last Friday at San Diego State, while the Bears come to Provo with a record of 1-0. BYU head coach Mark Pope says this Missouri State team is very different from the team that they beat last year in Springfield, yet still very talented. They have some really, really explosive players. A thousand point score from Colorado State, uh, transfer from Oklahoma, the whole mix of, of veteran, veteran players. So even though they're a new group, they're a very, very veteran, savvy team. The coach does a great job. So it's going to be a massive challenge for us. I can't wait. Coverage of tonight's game begins at 8 Eastern on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. In fact, you'll be on the call on TV. I'll be on the call on radio. How about that? How about that? This is one long day <laughs> yes, that we're embarking. Yes, we're going to call that the portal game. Nine of the ten starters in this game started somewhere else. It's, it's quite impressive how little familiarity it is from a team that faced each other last year. Yeah. Going to be fun tonight. Yep. Women's hoops now 0-3 out of the gate. Got beat yesterday 77-66 to 16th ranked Oklahoma. Lauren Gustin was outstanding, 15 points, 20 rebounds, just too many turnovers down the stretch. BYU plays against Washington State. They're going over there to the North Shore Showcase in Maui, playing on the campus of BYU-Hawaii. Uh, Amber Whiting going to get her first win over there. Washington State and then Troy in paradise. It's tough. It's tough being 0-3, but it's better when you're going to Hawaii. Yeah, when you're going to Hawaii for your next game, that sort of makes things all better, doesn't it? It can. Yeah. Congratulations to BYU football passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach Fessy Satake for being named to the Broyles Award nominee list for excellence in assistant coaching. The semifinalists for that award will be announced coming up on the 22nd of November. As for the actual BYU football team, Cougars playing their final home game of the season on Saturday, hosting Utah Tech at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Fessy can send Puka a fruit basket if he wins that. <laughs> Women's soccer faces Stanford tomorrow in the second round of the NCAA tournament. They're playing this at North Carolina. Game time's changed a few times. It's now set for three Eastern 
and you can hear it on BYU Radio and follow on the BYU Radio app with Greg Rubel. That's tom uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow afternoon. Men's and women's swim and dive are in action in the Mizzou Invite today through Friday. The men look to stay unbeaten while the women are looking to bounce back after their first head-to-head -head loss of this season. The finals will be held every day at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can follow those results. They'll be available on the Meet Mobile app. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. He will score! Touchdown, Tyler Algier! First down and more for Jaron Hall. What's Trending is presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. All right, we all knew that losing Tyler Algier was going to leave a void at running back this season. I'm not sure, Dave, if we realized just how much of a void it was going to leave. So now with a lot of playmakers leaving, or at least possibly leaving after this season, what's the bigger void? Is it the one left by Tyler Algier or the one that could be potentially left by Jaron Hall after this season? Which is the bigger void to fill? You know, when you lose a quarterback who's been really good, that's such a giant thing. And, and BYU's going to fill that spot in the portal or from junior college, or you've got Conover and Finnegan. I have a feeling it's going to be, uh, I, we're going to see somebody at quarterback that we've never seen before next fall. They just can't go into the Big 12 without full confidence in that spot. Tyler Algier gave them full confidence once they finally gave him the job. He was missed this year on fourth and one so many times, or third and one, because he could get that yard. We were never able to replace Algier. We thought we had Chris Brooks and some of the other guys that could do it. Um, they're just, they're just, well, Algier's playing for the Falcons. All right, that's where Algier is. He's an NFL running back. Man, those guys get yards when it's short and whatever. Um, and we struggled all season long, especially in big moments like Notre Dame. And even when Jaron Hall was not healthy, a good running back yes. still could have gotten BYU wins against, I believe, Arkansas and, and, North, uh, and Notre Dame. Liberty, we just got smoked. Oregon smoked us. I think we could have beat East Carolina with a little bit of a running game. Um, you know, the guys that came in were valiant, did their best. They weren't Tyler Algier. You know what? No one is. And so it's not, it's not on those guys. It's this guy was that great. Yeah. Uh, I think we missed Algier a whole lot. We're going to miss Jaron Hall a whole lot. But we will not notice it as much if they find an Algier for <laughs> right, next season. Right. Well, so look, and I almost feel bad not going with Algier because we know what BYU missed this year without him. And to your point, some of these games that, that BYU lost, and I think East Carolina is a perfect example of this, having a back, like you said, like Tyler Algier, to, to be able to keep that clock moving and pick up first downs – and just know that you could, when you give him the ball, he's going to get you at least five or six yards. He's going to keep the chains moving. That's so huge. And look, he single-handedly won BYU the Washington State game last right. year yeah. because of his ability. Let's just give Tyler the ball. The clock's going to run, and he's going to pick up first down after first down after first down. Having said all of that, because we don't know what the quarterback situation is moving forward, I still am going to lean that direction. I, I still maintain that in all of sports, there is no more important position than the quarterback position yeah. in football. And 
we have seen, look, this is not unique to BYU. It's every team. If you do not have a quarterback, and a lot of times if you do not have a quarterback with experience, your team on offense typically struggles. Now, that's not 100%. Most of the time. Most of the time, that's the case. So I have a hard time going away from the potential of Jaron leaving and then the unknown, whether it is – you know, Conover or Finnegan, or I agree with you, they're going to probably all in all likelihood bring in some, some guys from outside of the program to transfer in and, and work with that competition. Without knowing what that looks like, I, I lean more that direction because there's more unknowns right now. We're spoiled because Zach Wilson was great uh, his last year, and then Hall was great. So we've had two guys back-to-back that have been really good. Hall went 6-1 and one against P5s last year. Uh, he, had, he has a chance to beat Stanford next week and, and finish, what, 6-1 and one against the Pac-12? Yeah, not bad. Uh, Jaron's beat more P5s than any quarterback in BYU history. So to his credit, he's really good. And when healthy, he's an NFL quarterback. We saw him last week against, two weeks ago against Boise State healthy. He looked like an NFL quarterback. He's throwing, you know, Blaine was on here the other day talking about he's hitting sidelines, he's hitting the deep ball. We went four weeks without that for the most part. Arkansas wasn't interested in playing defense. He had a good day against those guys. Uh, Notre Dame, East Carolina, you could tell he wasn't quite right. But when he is right, he's fantastic. And he's right now. So we're going to see a show from him on Saturday. We should see a great return missionary matchup against Stanford with Tanner McKee and Jaron Hall. And, and Hall is, is, again, healthy. can go into that game and zip it around. Yeah, we'll miss that because of the, of the unknown of, well, I don't know who's going to be the right. quarterback next year. Well, but I don't know who's going to be the running back either. Yeah, but isn't it funny, though? And that's a, that's a perfect segue to what I was going to say. Because at the end of every year, where, whether it's BYU losing some top-tier receivers or last year, Tyler Algier, it seems easier and we seem much more comfortable saying, yeah, but look who's there. You know, and they'll be able to find a running back or there's still talent in the wide receiver room. They'll be able to find guys to throw to. It's different with the quarterback. That is such a bigger position, and it, it, it means so much to the overall offense that I don't know if we're as comfortable saying, oh, well, there's so-and-so next year, unless it is a proven guy behind him. Right. So that, that's probably why I lean quarterback. It's going to be the story of the offseason. It really will. And, and, but I'm more interested in, are we going to get bigger up front on defense, yeah. well. the defensive line? Because that's where we've, we've struggled as well. So it's going to be a great offseason. Yeah, it is. Uh, BYU hosts Missouri State tonight over at the Marriott Center. Cougs 1-1, one one, still very early in the season. Uh, they needed a big bucket by Spencer Johnson to beat Idaho State. Yep. And, uh, and they had San Diego State down by 10 in the second half. Couldn't hold on. Uh, a lot of turnovers and stuff. Uh, so what's the number one item on the fix-it list through two games? Yeah, again, very early. It's just two games. But the one that stands out to me is the turnovers. And we saw that in both games. Right now, BYU's averaging 22 turnovers per game. And look, you can turn the ball over a lot. And 22 is obviously more than what the coaches want, certainly. You can still turn the ball over that much, and, it, and it, you can get by if the opposing team's not making you pay for it. Right. right now, BYU's turning the ball over, and the opponents are making them pay for it. Because through the first two games, BYU's opponents are scoring almost 17 points per game off BYU turnovers. Think about That's it. That's the problem. It's, it, you're going into San Diego State. They're ranked 19th. Yeah. You want to beat them. But so you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you the ball 22 more times than us. <laughs> yeah, 
and now we're going to try to beat you. Yeah. That's what turnovers does. Yeah, tur- turnovers for me is the number one thing. And look, you hope that a lot of that, and, and Mark Pope has mentioned several times, that this there's going to be a lot of experimentation in terms of lineups and, and substitution patterns. And so a lot of that stuff you hope will, the turnovers will start to go down once everybody starts to get into a rhythm and you get a little bit further into the season. I, I'm willing to, to give them the benefit of the doubt because we're two games in and they're still working a lot of new guys into this, to this team. But it's certainly something that you, you are aware of at this point. I think, I think they just need to relax. Yeah. You know, I, I, I go back to Aaron Rodgers when the Packers were had a start. He spells it out. He goes, everyone needs to relax. <laughs> and then they went, on, I don't, they, they went on and found themselves and turned into a pretty good football team. Um, Rudy Williams just kind of relax. He's a good point guard. He plays good defense. He's fast. He's a distributor. He can score. But he struggled in the first two games. Uh, eight turnovers last uh, week against San Diego State. It was brutal from your point guard. Probably cost him the game, despite all the other things. Uh, and he's got to hit his free throws. Those two misses down the stretch, those were brutal. He can make those, and he will make those. Just needs to relax. I think if he relaxes, Jackson Robinson's an outstanding three-point shooter. One for seven at San Diego State after making your first one, I think it was. Yeah. That's not good enough. But in that environment, the game got sped up, and you could tell BYU wants to go faster anyway, but they don't want to go that fast, where they're just, the ball's out ahead of them, now they've turned it over. Uh, I, but I think if they relax, and tonight's game's very important, yeah. and Saturday's game's important against Nichols State before they go to the Bahamas and, and play some top 25 teams, just can they come out and go, okay, I've played at the Marriott Center before it was last week. Now I can come out and relax and know these fans are for us, and we can have a good time. Uh, everything is exploratory for these new guys. Waterman looked completely lost against San Diego State. He's a good basketball player. Tonight's a night for him to just go, all right, I'm here, I'm going, I'm open for a three. I've made a million of these in my life. I'm just going to hit one. I'm going to hit another one. And then all of a sudden the game becomes easier for him. So I think that's what I'm going to be looking for. Can they relax and have some fun and just let, let the moment catch up to them yeah. instead of them chasing something? Look, while we're talking about things that need to be fixed, I think one thing that doesn't need to be fixed and has been really impressive, and quite frankly, I'm really happy for him, is the play of Spencer Johnson through the right. first two games. He's averaging 14 points per game and, and shooting the ball extremely well. He's shooting 60% plus from the field and from three. He has really taken to that starting role, and I, I, I'm so happy for him. He's getting this opportunity, and he's producing. He's earned it. Yep. What do you want, 62 games off the bench? And that will be his third consecutive start tonight. Uh, I, I, he kept us in the game down to San Diego yes. State. Um, and he's playing with so much confidence. Yeah. There's no hesitation. It's all coming within the flow of the offense. And, and he's, if he gets a shot and it's in rhythm, he's taking it. There's no hesitation, and I love that. Foose, too. I mean, some of these older guys, and Foose is young, but he's older because he played all last year. Yeah. Older being the second year at BYU compared to the first year for these other guys. They can help those other guys calm down by just... Just, hey, be a dominant post player and take the pressure off of these guys. Spencer Johnson can hit some threes, take the pressure off of Jackson Robinson. Um, there's not a lot of experience on that squad, but those that have been there can really help these other guys. Tonight's a very important game. It is, and, and as we mentioned, uh, Missouri State coming in, they haven't played in a week. They played one game a week ago tonight. It was against Missouri S&T, which stands for Science and Technology. This is a smart group. In fact, I, I know this school very well because it's in Rolla, Missouri, which is where I was born. It's where really? my dad lives currently. Nice. So I, I, know, I know this team, <laughs> and they whooped them by like 40. But they've had a, an entire week off. And, and as, as we talked about at the very beginning of, of the, uh, the broadcast, 
you know, they've got seven transfers in, 14 new players, seven D1 transfers. BYU has a lot of transfers. This is an important game for both teams tonight. Yeah, yeah, we'll call it the portal championship. Yes, that's right. All right, let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. Our question of the day is this. What is the number one item on the BYU Hoops fix-it list? Uh, The first comes in from Ames on Twitter. Uh, mentions ball security. Yeah. I know that's a foot. I know that's a football t- term, but it still applies. With even just a handful less turnovers, BYU could have beaten San Diego State, a top 20 team. Protect the dang ball. Hey, right. let's let's watch the language here. Right? It's a family program. All right. We're getting, you can tell we're getting close to the next. Game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Excellent it's, point. It's, he's it's he's spot on. It's turnovers. Yeah. Uh, Tasha Sabi on Twitter. Uh, Pope should bring in Jamal Williams for a lesson on ball security. Hey, look. If you have an opportunity to bring Jamal Williams in for any reason, you bring Jamal Williams in. Dance lessons. Dance, you, yes. You name it. Yes. He's having a great season with the Lions. He does protect the football. He didn't fumble much here. He hasn't fumbled much at the next level. And, uh, man, teams will pay guys who don't turn the ball over. Just like here, teams can win games if you don't turn the ball over. And Barcelo was pretty good about that last year. Um, Rudy Williams needs to get better at it tonight. Yeah, you can chime in on the uh, Voice of the Nation at uh, make sure you use hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you miss BYU basketball with Mark Pope, watch this week's episode on demand at BYUSN.com or on the free BYU TV app. Lorenzo Fawatea will play his final home game as a BYU Cougar on Saturday. Spencer Linton talks to him next about his memories at BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. He's Dave, I'm Jason, and on Monday, Spencer Linton had a chance to talk with BYU senior defensive lineman Lorenzo Fawatea. Zoe will be playing his final home game this Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It is senior day coming up Saturday afternoon. Here is that conversation. So when I say BYU football senior day, what comes to mind for you? Uh, just the, obviously it's the last game. It just comes to mind as what a journey it's been, uh, just playing here at BYU. So I just think of all the past memories from the first game I was here playing in Lavelle now to this very last one. What are some of your favorite memories that come to mind? Um, obviously, uh, a lot of memories with the players, obviously I had roommates back in the day. I was roommates with Tyler Algier, uh, Alan Tofa. Uh, some past players like uh, Lopa, Uriah, Leotawa, Neil Pau with them. But uh, obviously those are good memories. But uh, but playing football, my favorite memory is probably the Wisconsin game, mm. playing Wisconsin in Wisconsin and just beating them. Oh, fantastic stuff. Uh, I mean, unbelievable victory in BYU's Independence Tour for sure. How will you handle the emotions of running out of the tunnel for the final time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Uh, I just got to just contain it. Obviously, I got to think of the game first and uh, play the play the game that we had in front of us. But obviously, it's going to be an emotional time just thinking about 
you know, again, all the memories that we've that I've gained here, especially in Lavelle. So I know the weather forecast is not as ideal as you would hope for in late November, but I mean, it is calling for sunshine, certainly cold temps. Do you prepare differently in the cold temperature game or is it like once you get going, is it pretty much the same? I think, yeah, once you get going, it's pretty much the same, but obviously you try to, you try to prepare the same way that you've prepared all season, but once the cold hits, you kind of just, yeah, once you start playing, it goes away. You don't think about it. You're going to get a blanket. Um, for those that aren't aware of like the senior blanket, that memento, like what is it? What does it look like? How big is it? Do you know any of that at this point? Shoot, I I heard it from past players. I heard it's a minky, and I love minkies. So, <laughs> so I think I'll be happy with whatever we get. But if it's a minky, I'll really be happy. Let's go. Get Zoe a minky. I'm going to make sure Ronnie <laughs> sees this and hears this. <laughs> That we could take care of business there. <laughs> BYU is playing for bowl eligibility on Saturday after a huge win at Boise State. That just, I mean, and I say huge because you're coming off a four game losing streak. It's a rivalry yeah. game, it's on the blue. We all felt collectively as a fan base and as media members and as the football team, like just this huge sense of relief. Well, now yeah. you're running away from bowl eligibility. So, where is the team mentally as, as you play for that sixth win and a chance to get to the postseason? I think uh, mentally we're, we're, we're good. Um, just coming off, especially coming off that big win against Boise, at Boise, um, just being able to be keep motivated, especially trying to get this sixth win. And, and it's our last game, our senior night game here at Lavelle. So motivation is pretty high no matter who the opponent is. So, like, we're, I think we're just ready to play and win. What was the best thing that happened during the bye week for you? Uh, just being able to spend time with my family, especially my wife. Uh, she's been traveling to all the games, especially away games, uh, road tripping with my family as well. So just being able to just to kick back and not have to think of have any stress mentally or physically on your body. So just being able to sit back, watch some football games, Go to the mall <laughs> because my wife wants to go to Target. We'll go to Target. We went to Target. <laughs> it was good for me mentally and physically. Uh, you're a good husband, Zoe. <laughs> and I'm sure that your wife's hoping that you get a minky too, you know? So that yeah, you yeah. Have football <laughs> with the minky, right? Probably won't even be mine if it's a minky. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about Utah Tech and what they're going to try and do against BYU's defense? Uh, I know that they're an air raid team. Uh, they like to spread the field, uh, catch you with a couple of deep passes. They got some good wide receivers. They got a quarterback that can throw and run. And they got a good offensive line. So uh, Utah Tech, they're a good team, and we respect them. So I think it's going to be a good game this week, and just hopefully we'll be on top by the end of the game. Yeah, and again, being on top means BYU is officially bowl eligible with six wins on the season. You just brought up uh, your wife traveling to watch you play in all those games. I know that bowl games are important to the players and the players' families. Do you have a preference on where you play a bowl game if and when BYU gets bowl eligible? Uh, so I'm grateful for whatever bowl game that we get. And uh, I do have preferences, but... <laughs> whatever whatever bowl game we get, we get. But if it's somewhere with uh, the sun and a beach, <laughs> it'll be nice. 
Hard to argue with that. Lorenzo Palatea is with us on BYU Sports Nation. When did you just become Zoe? Like, what, at what point in your life did, did people and your teammates just start calling you Zoe? Oh, it was it was right when I got here at BYU. Uh, my senior year at high school, I had uh, all my all my buddies had jokes with me. Got uh, because everybody called me Lorenzo or Renzo back in in West Valley. But then my senior year uh, coming out, and then I had I had a couple D one offers, and uh, everybody would call me Seven Zo because I had seven D one offers. But Seven Zo was like the thing that they would call like just to, like oh look Seven Zo's here, look at Seven Zo's here, but. It came over here to college, and my freshman year, everybody just kept calling me Zoe. So I was like, all right, Zoe it is. Fantastic stuff. What type of a feeling are you hoping to leave with BYU football as you depart? A legacy, if you will. Uh, just, just for the players, especially the younger guys, I just want them just to be them. Uh, you don't have to like fit into anything that you think that you need to be uh, fitted in. Just to be you, like you obviously you're brought here for a reason. And uh, just the only thing I would leave to them is just be you. You don't have to change for nobody. Just be who you are. And I think you'll be all right. You've played against some really, really entertaining and incredibly tough schedules uh, over the past few years. And as a member of this BYU football team, what makes you feel like BYU will be ready for nine Big 12 games when you leave and the Cougars move on to a Power 5 conference? Yeah, obviously it's going to be the players and the coaches here and uh, just the staff, the whole staff in general. Um, I think BYU is ready and will be ready uh, for the Big 12. They got good coaches here that they'll be able to lead them. And they got players here who've gotten some experience under their belt playing against big teams. And so I think they'll be able to just hold strong, you know, play football. Besides bowl eligibility and a win on Saturday, what else is BYU playing for the remainder of this season? Uh, just being able to just to win out, you know what I mean? Uh, just our pride in general. Like, obviously, we, we've went through a slump throughout the middle of the season, but I think we're just trying to get it back, and I think we did get it back against Boise State. Being able to beat Boise State was just a big uplift for us, so – we're just playing for our pride and obviously a bowl game, but just finishing out for the rest of the seniors and just being able to have a good end on a good season. Zoe, we appreciate the time. We know you're a man who works in the trenches, who is all about that physicality, but there's always time for a minky in your life. Yeah. <laughs> please, please give me a minky. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, congratulations on a great career. We look forward to watching on Saturday against Utah Tech. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, that was Spencer Linton with Lorenzo Falatea. And, and let's be honest, Dave, uh, while we were watching that, you were actually looking at the temperature coming up on Saturday. A high of, what, 35? 35. We may all need some minkies. Yeah, uh, I think we'll all be off on dressed in that. Uh, I, I think Azo and I think his, his greatest game was when BYU beat USC here a few years ago. Yeah. He had a blitz, caused a fumble, and this and that. And then he, then he got dinged up and stayed dinged up. It's fun to see him out there making plays. We joke that he's father time on After Further Review because he's been here forever. But it's nice to see him smiling and healthy coming into his last home game on Saturday. And he, and he sounds like he's going to get after it. They're going to get after it. They feel, it feels like everything that Utah Tech hoped didn't exist is existing. BYU may have rediscover their identity against Boise State. They're angry. They haven't played good enough consistently all season to just think they can come out and just do it. So they got hyper-focused, little anger, some motivation to get a bowl game, and seniors, and then here comes Utah Tech. That, 
that there could have been different circumstances that the Trailblazers would have enjoyed yeah. that don't exist now. Well, look, Zoe is one of three senior defensive linemen for sure playing their final game on Saturday. But that position, there's three of the, the juniors slash others list. There's yeah. three other defensive linemen. So there's potential that BYU's defensive line could lose six players from this year's roster. You know, and that, that's been... Throughout most of the year, that's been one of those positions that's really had its ups and downs. Yeah, and I think the good thing moving forward is they have an opportunity to replace those guys with bigger guys. Can't be six foot two seventy five. They got to be six five, three ten, three hundred, two ninety, because all a lot this season they just get pushed back. The tackles two yards behind them instead of in front of them. And I think it's been a size thing. And I think they got to go out and get bigger. And I think that's one of the targets in the, in the offseason is the offensive line's big. They're all 6'5 right. and 3 bazillion. But the defensive line is not. That area going into the Big 12 has got to be more stout. And uh, so I salute the guys that are finishing up. It's an opportunity to go and get some more beef that, that can hold up a little bit. And that has traditionally for a Kalani Satake defense, for an Elisa Tuiaki defense, that defensive line, and obviously a lot of what we're talking about, we're talking about their time at Utah, that has always been a position of strength. And, and I mean that as a group, and I also mean right. the guys playing it were big and strong. And, and so, you know, they certainly know what they're doing going out and trying to get these guys for that position. That has been a position they've done very well at. Something to watch. Another thing to watch here in the offseason is yeah. what goes yeah. on with the defensive line. Basketball tonight, Missouri State is here at the Marriott Center. Game day on BYU TV and BYU Radio fires up at 8 Eastern time. Tip time, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain, right here on BYU TV. Should be fun. Should be. Uh, Cougars looking to get eligible on Saturday. Does it matter at this point which bowl game that the Cougars go to? We'll talk about that. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, even TikTok. We're everywhere. Are you on TikTok personally? I was, and then I got off because I don't like it. But we're on it. <laughs> because you don't want to have to do all of the dance videos? I don't, it seems like that's all TikTok there's is. There's so much trash on there. I just didn't want to have, I didn't want someone following me on TikTok and getting exposed to all this. So I thought, I'm out. Right. But hey. There's a lot of people that are, that are in, All right. hey. including BYU TV. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> He's Dave, I'm Jason. Neither one of us have a TikTok account. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Around is presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. All right, here we go. If BYU wins Saturday, they become bowl eligible. At this point, do you care which bowl game they play in? Um, I do, but maybe not for the reasons that you think. I care where they play, and it's mostly because of when the game is played. I would like to have the for 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 selfish reasons. I would like to have the bowl game, whichever one gets done by like the 22nd, so that we're not dealing with like a bowl game. So on you Christmas want pre-Christmas? I want pre-Christmas. Look, if you're not going to play in one of the big ones that's around New Year's, I want to. I would like to have it done by the 22nd, so I can spend Christmas with my family. Yeah, the the, the lame thing about that, and when you're seven and five, let's say they went out, this is what you've earned. So it's not like, hey, they're not getting a raw deal in going to a, right. a, a B-level bowl. But if you're if you're before the 28, it's just kind of like a, 
it's, it's sort of Bull week seems to happen after yes. Christmas. Yeah. So I like kind of being in that mix. Um, I, I saw a projection a couple weeks ago, maybe Iowa State somewhere. I'd love that as a Big 12 preview. That'd be great. Motivation enough to go and, and do that. These teams, uh, UTSA, UNLV, Troy, San Jose State, Memphis, they don't do it for me. However, being in a bowl game is significant for a team that's going to the Big 12 because you get extra practice days, you get a little more exposure, you get an opportunity to keep playing, and, and you need all that work before the mothership comes in. So, yeah. So I want to go to the Holiday Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to go to the Rose Bowl. How about that? Yeah. All right. BYU, we're talking unis here, by the way. Okay. BYU debuts the new uh, Navy trimmed with Royal a.k.a. the Kalani uniform tonight. So are they the best unis worn by BYU athletes this fall? I'm not, we're not just saying basketball. Man, those are fresh. Ask me about 9.15 tonight. <laughs> See how they're doing If they them? won in those, the answer is yes. A lot of times we roll out these cool uniforms and can't, and then we can't remember it with, hey, you know what, the uniforms are cool. And Like the black unis against Notre Dame, yeah. those were sharp. We lost the game, and so when we play Notre Dame, that's what I think about. I don't think about the uniforms, I think about, I think about that. This helmet, was pretty cool. I think we wore this against Arkansas. We lost that yeah. game. Um, so we come out in the Royals and the Navies tonight. Finally, I love both colors. Some people like, I only like Navy, I only like Royal. I like them both. Now you get an opportunity to, to enjoy both. It doesn't matter what you wear tonight because you're gonna be covered either way. I do love this. I love that look. I've always thought that Royal and Navy could work together, and I think that is a perfect example. Whether it's the best uni, I, I'm not really willing to go that. It may not be the best looking uniform of all the basketball ones, because they are all fantastic. And I loved that Royal one. Seeing it on the court at San Diego State looked yeah. amazing. Look good. All right, you'll see it in high definition tonight. That's right. And then we'll be able to make your choice. Uh, in last night's latest college football playoff rankings, the Pac-12, with six teams now in the top 25, is the Pac-12 back before they leave? Um, out of principle, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer. And I'm I like to think to of it, it as pre-Big Ten looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah. USC and UCLA heading out. Um, those are, the Big Ten's getting two contenders now, where UCLA you know, asked me that last week, last year, and I'd say, well, they're just getting one team. Now they're getting two programs. But Dave, the Pac-12 may get San Diego State. Yeah. And maybe SMU. Maybe that 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 can take over for. Look for those two going yeah. over there. Look for Washington and Oregon going to the Big Ten, yeah. and looking for those four coming to the Big Twelve. Nothing is settled at this point. Yeah. All right, we mentioned this earlier: women's basketball falling to zero and three, losing to number sixteen, uh, Oklahoma. BYU led at halftime yeah. and gave the Sooners all they could handle. Was yesterday a moral victory for BYU women's basketball? You know, I equate it to BYU and San Diego State with the men played well enough for long enough to know that they can play this yeah. way. Uh, didn't take care of the ball enough down the stretch to, to beat a, a top 25 team. And, and that's what we saw yesterday, and that's what we saw Friday night. So they saw, hey, you know what? They got good players. They, they just need some time. Amber Whiting's group just needs some time. They lost everybody last year. I mean, five of the best players yes. gone. Well, maybe four, with Gustin's back, but they lost the five other supporting players around her. Um, moral victory. They're going to Hawaii. They're going to feel good about that. <laughs> I, there were certainly some really positive things to take out of that. I don't believe the coaches would say it's a moral victory, so that's the way I'm going. All right. So I know you were disappointed yesterday <laughs> uh, when you were unable to get your Taylor Swift tickets. It was a sad day. You weren't alone. Vegas gives people a 2% chance of getting a Taylor Swift ticket um, if they haven't purchased them already. So is this the toughest ticket you've tried to purchase? 
for the record, I did not try and get Taylor Swift tickets. I uh, did not even that know true? that they, that is true. I did not even try. Um, I'm reading a question. This was originally, this was originally meant for Spencer today. So <laughs> Now Spencer probably did try to get tickets. <laughs> but look, it's, it's so it's not. But uh, now I want to preface this. Remember this was like 10 to 15 years ago when I say this, okay? They are not as popular anymore with the kids. And by kids, I really mean the kids. The toughest ticket I've ever gotten <laughs> was the Wiggles. Mike, do you even know the Wiggles? Do you even know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Come on, we all so, have all of us so that had little my kids. kids. I've been to five concerts in my life. Two of them have been the Wiggles. Okay, <laughs> my kids loved it. And those tickets, if you did not jump on them quick, they were gone. I remember sitting down with my son <laughs> and claiming, "Please, not the Wiggles again." And that's what well, he fruit salad, yummy, you yummy. Sports Center, yeah. or whatever. You know what? I'm just happy when I can land a ticket to the. Uh, Tabernacle Choir Christmas show up in Salt Lake. I, I have a feeling you have no problem getting those. That's, that can be a tough one, too. Saturday is senior day for BYU football as they host Utah Tech. Join BYU Sports Nation game day at 1.30 Eastern time. That's 11.30 Mountain. We'll get you ready for two hours and then watch it live on BYU TV and the BYU TV app at 3.30 Eastern with a live post-game show to follow. That's game one, then Saturday night, game two, BYU and Nichols State in basketball. It is a super Saturday coming up. Absolutely, and coming up tomorrow, how about BYU women's soccer? Looking to get back to the College Cup, freshman phenom Allie Fryer is gonna join us next from North Carolina. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live from Studio B, Jason Shepard, along with Dave McCann. And how about we head to the other side of the country, joining us uh, live from North Carolina, site of the second round of the NCAA tournament, is freshman forward Allie Fryer. Allie, thanks for taking a few minutes. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, things look warm, certainly warmer there than it is here. Oh, yeah, it is super warm. It feels great outside. It's perfect soccer weather. How did the practice just, go today? It was it was really good. We got our great touches in, and we just moved the ball around a lot and got some shots off. I actually did have a, <laughs> a bad fall at practice, and I slid right into Lava's leg. And her leg went right in between mine, and it was just, it was pretty bad, so. But everybody's okay and ready to play tomorrow, though, right? Oh, yeah. That's what we like We're to hear. Allie, this team has uh, really turned it on as of late. Uh, I know you kind of had a slow start, and there were a bunch of ties due to the new rules. But Utah Valley beat you back on September 10th. For you to come back and beat them in the first round, uh, three to nothing last week, to advance on to North Carolina, how important of a win was that? to solidify the confidence of this team that, that it's winning time? It was a huge win for us. I think that when we first versed Utah, we weren't really connecting as a team as well as we wanted to, but we got a second chance in the first round of the tournament play, and it was just it was really exciting for us to get back on the pitch and to show them how we really play. And it kind of, I think it kind of showed that first time we played them, it was a little off, but we finally started putting balls in the back of the net and we got the win so it was super awesome you've had a phenomenal freshman season I'm curious how you feel this season has gone so far for you I think this season has been so awesome I just have had a, the best time here at BYU the team is awesome I love the environment and the coaches 
And it's just a good time every time I come out here to play soccer with them. And so my freshman season has been great. Last year, you watched this team go to the championship game, and now you're a big part of trying to get back there. How motivating is it uh, as a freshman to, to know where this team was, and now you have some responsibility to get them back? Um, I think it, it's awesome, like going back thinking that I once was watching this team play and how good they were, but I finally get a, um, a chance to show them how I play too. And I think it's awesome that I've gotten a chance to just move the ball around with them and get to be where they were last year. And hopefully we get to go as far as we did last year as well. So. Allie Fryer, freshman, BYU women's soccer, joining us from North Carolina, Cougars, and the Cardinal tomorrow. By the way, we've been joking that the game time has been changed like 17 times this week. We're going to put you on the spot. We're going to quiz you. <laughs> do you know the time of the kickoff tomorrow? I do. It's at 3 o'clock. 3 Eastern. Yes, you got it right. Yes. Has this been crazy actually, following this? Yes, it has. I actually asked the team today. I was like, who knows the time of the game? And it was like five minutes ago. And they're like, I think it's three. And then I was like, okay, I'm asking the coaches. I don't want you to think I need you to know the time because they're going to ask me. So, West Coast Conference honors Pretty you close. as a member of the all-freshman team. Uh, with this team, was there a turning point in the season where you noticed that everything clicked in and, and, uh, and that the title was in – reach in the WCC and that you're a tournament contender? Okay. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I'm sorry, I was just saying, what point of this season did, did things click for this team to where you knew you were going places? Um, I think it clicked probably when we versed UVU last. I think it was a really big turning point. We kind of came together as a team and we decided that we need to start clicking better we are an attacking team, but we weren't really able to finish our shots. And I think right after that, we haven't lost a game for a couple months, actually. Right. And we've just been able to finish our shots. We, we get the ball on frame. We're, I think we're the leading team in shots right now. And it just wasn't showing. But I think we've finally been able to put the ball on frame and put it in the back of the net. And I think that was really our turning point in the season after UVU. You know, Allie, I don't know what your own personal goals were coming into the season, but you've scored eight goals. That's second most on the team behind Brecken Mazingo. And then Dave mentioned it. You were named to the all-WCC freshman team. What did that mean to you? Um, I was just super honored to be named freshman of the year with my teammate Izzy. She's literally a beast on the field. It was really exciting just to have the opportunity to be um, nominated for it and um, yeah I just I love sharing the title with Izzy and it was super awesome when I got the award. So. Allie let's talk about Stanford in this match what are the keys to beating the Cardinal tomorrow? I think it's just playing the way we know how to play I don't think we need to change anything up necessarily against Stanford I think we just need to tweak a few little things here and there on our defensive press but other than that we have we have a really good shot at this game and we just got to play the way we know how to play and move the ball around and keep shooting it and eventually it'll go in so 
Who's your soccer hero? I've, I've got to imagine growing up there was probably somebody that, uh, that you paid attention to, maybe tried to emulate. Is there anybody that, that you would consider your soccer hero? So it took me a second to think about this because I, I don't really follow soccer very often, like outside of BYU. And I, this is a little cheesy, but I'd have to say my sister, Courtney, she really was a, um, an influence for me because without her, I don't think I would be nearly as good as I am today without her example and just how she pushed me when growing up. We'd go out and I'd kick the soccer ball with my dad, my brother, and her. And yeah, she just helped me improve so well. And I think that I look up to her more than any other soccer player. So are you, are you that was very well said, by the way. And I, I've got to imagine that on the, the sister points, you're getting a huge number uh, from your sister, Courtney. Uh, that was very well played. So now you had mentioned that you, you don't pay attention to a lot of soccer outside of BYU. Does that mean that you will or won't pay attention to uh, the USA in the World Cup? Oh, I definitely will be watching USA in the World Cup. But, <laughs> yeah, other than that, I don't really watch any of the other leagues, but I will watch the World Cup. That's something that I do every year. So, Well, Allie, we appreciate you taking a few minutes. We're going to give you some uh, BYU Sports Nation karma. We're going to send it all the way from the studio here in Provo, all the way out there to Chapel Hill in North Carolina. Uh, congratulations on a fantastic freshman season so far, and good luck tomorrow against the Stanford Cardinal. Appreciate your time. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's freshman Allie Fryer joining us uh, on the pitch. On the after, pitch. After practice great in North player. Carolina. Great player, great personality. We had a chance to watch her all year on BYU TV. And a big one tomorrow. And again, it's at 3 o'clock Eastern time there in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. The Tar Heels are the higher seats. They're hosting this, this uh, weekend. And uh, you can see the second round uh, tomorrow. I think it's on one of the ESPN Plusers. But it is, yeah. More importantly, you can listen to it on the BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app, 3 Eastern, BYU Stanford. Next week, it's BYU Stanford and football. The other football we'll preview is tomorrow. of it, right? Well, look, and the winner of that game advances on to the next round to face the winner of Georgia and North Carolina. Back there? Back there, yeah. possibly at North Carolina. So uh, Look, you got to beat the best to get back to the championship. They did that last year, and so uh, line them up. That's right. All right, coming up next, our rise and shout-out. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and please review. Our question of the day is this. What is the number one item on the BYU Hoops fix-it list? Let's get out to the voice of the nation. This one from uh, Jay La Smith on Twitter. It says, chemistry. Playing as a team, from what I've seen so far, we have the athletes. They just need to learn to trust each other. Yeah, it's going to take some time. Yeah, it's, 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 game, it's through two games, and they are trying to work in a lot of moving parts that weren't here last year. And, and some of those are, have had experience other places, but a lot of them have not had a, a lot of experience at the college level. It's interesting how chemistry works. It right. takes some time for good chemistry. Bad chemistry blows up immediately. 
Um, so we're looking for good chemistry. Yeah. But that's going to take some time. That's why tonight and Saturday are very important games. All right. Uh, is this your Instagram handle? Uh, Scout and underscore peanut? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> learn to play as a unit. It takes time to mold into a team. They'll be fine. So another kind of That sort feels of like my Instagram handle. <laughs> nice job. Uh, Nelson Highland on Twitter says this. Turnovers, turnovers, and turnovers. 20-plus in both games is way too many. They just need to settle down a bit on offense. Like Blaine Fowler said, are you going to allow a Blaine Fowler uh, mention on the show? Sure. I, I mentioned him earlier. Oh, oh that's true. That's true. It All just right. naturally comes okay. out. I haven't seen Blaine at the gym lately. I've been worried a little bit. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, he, was, he was in paradise. Don't worry about Blaine. Like Blaine Fowler said yesterday, you can play, uh, play fast without playing rushed. Cut the turnovers down to 16 or under, and that's four-plus more chances at getting points. And that's kind of what we're going the other side, or right now, BYU is giving their opponents those four-plus possessions to do something with. And the difference between them and San Diego State was they did that, and when it was crunch time, the Aztecs did not. You know, the Aztecs turned it over two all game long yep. until it really mattered. And then they got their shots and attacked the rim, and we're down throwing it all over the place. And that's how you... That's how you lose a close one on the road to a top 20 team. Fix that up. You don't have to, you don't need a, you know, a, a whitewash thing. Just four less. Yep. Start there. All right. Also on Twitter, our last one, uh, Ralph Jenkins says, more movement of the ball along the perimeter and better spacing. This will reduce turnovers by opening up easier passing windows, and it will lead to open shots from three. So at spacing, moving the ball, but it, it, it's at its uh, core, he's still talking about turnovers. Ralph's been watching Hoosiers. Uh, Norman Dale, that's exactly <laughs> Norman what Dale, he yeah. preaches right there. Gene Hackman smiling somewhere. <laughs> Spread it around. Don't get caught watching the paint dry. <laughs> that's right. All right, our lead voice of the day is presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. Uh, this comes from BYU4 Trey on Twitter. I'm just going to avoid the obvious answer. I just want to see a W in a smooth offensive machine. Doesn't ask for much. Ah, Just ah. wanting a dub. See, we all want nine. the win. Nine Eastern. We'll yes, see that. That's right. All right. Today's Rise and Shout Out is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Um, yes, unfortunately, it came in a loss, but how about a shout out to Lauren Gustin yesterday? I believe it was her 32nd double-double as a BYU Cougar. She is a double-double machine, and she was dominant yesterday. 15 points to go along with 20 rebounds. Down low, that is, that is her territory, and she owns it. When the rest of the team catches up to her on offense, this will be a good team. Yes, absolutely. All right, our thanks to today's guests. We appreciate Ali Fryer joining us from North Carolina, and then Spencer getting a chance earlier in the week to talk with Lorenzo Fawatea. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This and all of our shows are on demand at BYUSN.com. For Dave, I'm Jason. How about shout-out to Rafael Araujo, one of my favorite Cougs. We'll see you and hear you tonight for BYU Basketball versus Missouri State. Pre-game coverage at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Go Cougs!